some batting practice. Welcome to PHOI Phillies podcast. We've got Tyler Zuli, Jamie Lynch, myself, Renee Washington. John Floyd is going to be sending us some inside looks down in Clearwater from spring training. Happy Wednesday, midweek, home day. And Dave P, you are the winner, winner, chicken dinner. First in the chat with the comments, Chris Lemmer. Always close, Chris. If you're not number one, you're, you're usually right there. Chris, Ray, Mickey, Marvin. Hello, Marvin. Spiral out. Um, happy to have all of you here. Good Hit morning. Hit that thumbs up button, you animals. You Kitty. filthy animals. Yeah, that's a I is. love you animals. Not there a... it is. 21 days until we are down in Clearwater for our PHOI road trip to spring training. 36 days until opening day, which is getting closer and closer, guys. But not only are we getting closer, Jamie, to the excitement of being able to hear bats cracking in person and being able to be right there watching all the fun, um, we've gotten some insight that makes it that much sweeter to think about being down there because John's been doing a great job posting videos and pictures. If you're not following him on Twitter at 2008Phils with a Z, do so. Make sure you're following us, PHLY underscore Phillies. Because when I saw this video that he posted about Zach Wheeler and Bryce Harper, in their bullpen session, I got excited. Lots to get excited about today. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about comments from Dave Dombrowski um, and, and John Middleton. We'll talk about the iconic, should we say, fanatic hats that have dropped. Mm. We'll talk about Yoro. We've got to get into what's going on around the league. So much to talk about, of course, guess that stands at the end, and plus our rankings for second baseman, which is not easy. I will preface it with that. So Zach Wheeler and Bryce Harper drew a crowd. And what I loved about this most, yesterday on our show, for anybody that missed it, you missed a goodie. We talked about Good morning, out in, you know, for the Dodgers, for their bullpen sessions, Yamamoto was drawing a crowd and Freddie Freeman was commenting and Shoei Otani was drawing the oohs and the ahs. And, you know, the Phillies, it was the reminder I felt like in that moment, the Phillies also draw a crowd. You know, the Phillies also have... Bryce Harper, Zach Wheeler, whoever it is that's, that's there, whether it's batting practice, bullpen sessions, that makes you just as excited with the oohs and the ahs. Because I was watching with bated breath as Zach Wheeler struck out Bryce Harper, and I was like, this is, this is must-see must see TV, Jamie. Yeah, Bryce Harper, <laughs> the number 11-ranked uh, player in Major League Baseball, according to uh, MLB, MLB Network's top 100 players. Um, I think that's BS, but you know, I think he's a top 10 player. Um, but to each their own, whatever. It's a, it's just a ranking. But you know, it's good when, you know, Ranger Suarez and De La Cruz and the guys all come out to watch it. Yep. You know, steel sharpens steel. And uh, if I could have them just face each other, you know, Nola and Wheeler just face Harper and Schwarber and uh, Turner all spring, I would because, you know, that's just, that's how you get better. And watching Wheeler versus Harper probably would have been pretty cool yesterday. Yes, yes. Well, I enjoyed and look at that. Did you did you notice how cute Ranger is? I know. I, I feel like I want to see that again. Tyler, can you flash that image one more time? With, it, didn't with get his enough, hat sitting it didn't up on light. his fro. Look, look at again. all happy. I love the look way that him. Ranger wears his hat Looks over, like a over the curly top. He does. He does. And then we're look guessing that's our new pal Colby down in front. He's also got the curly, the curly mullet, mullet that's, in the back. That's, that's a look. You've got huge De La Cruz. Um, Six foot eight. Gigantor that he but, is. But Ranger steals the show there. He did. I mean, he's like, just so adorable. It's his shot. It's his shot. I do want to also clarify my bad, Chris. Chris, you were number one. We didn't scroll up high enough. I apologize. Oh, wow. You came in hot talking about... And let me read the comment, too, since you were number one. I didn't give you your credit. Love seeing them throwing the ball around. I've seen them hitting. Can't wait for this to start. This is the year, boys and girls. Yes, it is. Um, I know I was also seeing some comments about the show. Uh, Dave, we love you, too. Glad you love the show. Um, listen, Matt H. joining us from Canada. Glad to have you back here, friend. And John Sequella, welcome in. Joshua Trainer. All right. So, guys, yes, it is, it is 
positive. All today, I feel like a lot of our notes she is some positive. This is one of the first days I'm like, ooh, I'm knock on wood. Brandon Marsh also, uh, the reports came out. I saw he was talking Isn't about his Wednesday? knee. Um, what did I say? Thursday. No, I thought I said Wednesday. No, you, what said, did I? you said Thursday. You got me excited, I and I was like, whoa, whoa, Renee, well, let's bring it back it to reality. It was positive here. until I just realized yeah, today is I mean, Wednesday, because apparently in my mind it's Thursday. You, you did already, I say Thursday? Yeah. I don't remember saying a day. You, oh, that's uh, sad. Oh, you wow. Already, you started downhill. with hump day, and now you're jumping ahead to Thursday. <laughs> you know, I'm just expediting the date. Yeah. You know, it went, I wish it was Thursday. At the start of the show, it was Wednesday, and now already six minutes in, it's Thursday, guys. That's how fast things change. Um, wow. Hmm. I feel old now, because I don't remember saying that. So, on this Wednesday, we've got nothing but positivity. Brandon Marsh is progressing in his left knee. As we know, he got that anthroscopic surgery to clean things up, go in there and scope things out, literally. So he's progressed to jogging, and he's only permitted to putt in the afternoon team, like during the team scramble tournament. He will actually be wearing a mic, uh, which will be really fun to see um, because he'll be able to have some fun with the guys putting in their scramble tournament. But Brandon Marsh jogging is progress. We like that. Also, what's progress? Uh, this team's mindset that we actually get insight to. The beauty for me about spring training is we've been, we like have been following along, trying to piece things together, and now we get to hear from the guys themselves. We get to hear from Dave. We get to hear from John. We get to hear from Rob a lot more. So I know uh, you, we saw this quote that came out. This and is from the Scott Lauber uh, yes, Inquirer piece. Exactly. So talking about you know what Dave decided we do and I agree with him is save the powder John Middleton said he said if you don't spend it now you could always spend it in July and maybe make a better more aggressive trade and you've got the money to pay for it now we've talked about this because of course the Phillies do have time with the tr before the trade deadline to go back reevaluate make some moves but to hear you know the, the whole mindset to reiterate what we've already known that they were doing is saving the money, playing it smart, seeing what this group looks like, and then if we need to go out, be aggressive, make a big splash, we can do so because we've got the powder. Do you call yeah, money powder, I, by the way, Jamie? Uh, no. Is it that must be a, is that a, a one percent thing? thing. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I've never heard that. Talking about saving powder, that's not the stuff that I'm thinking of. Yeah, I mean that you but. love to hear that though. They're going to, uh, <laughs> you know, fully. I don't. All we've asked for is, like, you're so close. Just push in. You know, yeah. what's an extra 7 or $8 million for Whit Merrifield uh, when you're this close and on the doorstep? It's really kind of nothing, really. So to hear that, you know, they might not go more in, but they could add at the deadline is exactly what you want to hear out of this ownership group. Uh, and the John Middleton uh, A-plus PR tour <laughs> is alive and well. I mean, to think about where this team was in 2020 to where they are now. Oh my I God, mean, I mean yeah. they're approaching $260 million as a mm -hmm. payroll. And I know some people out there, uh, certain prospect people, you know, start clutching their pearls and going, oh, well, you're getting to that point where, like, you know, if you ne reach that next tier, then you start getting dock draft position. And, like, yeah, it's true. You could lose, but who cares? You're on, yeah. you're on the yeah. you're on the foot of a championship window here and your ownership group is going yeah we don't we don't really care we have mm -hmm. to add now so to hear this john middleton um you know absolutely a great owner uh and it's so good to see the transformation of this franchise the last four years yeah yeah i mean i think the hard part like you mentioned is knowing how this is a win now team and so we understand the the fluff and that's all fine and dandy of waiting until prior to the trade deadline, making a move. But, you know, we want to see now. And we also want – I know something we've talked about here is the value of giving a new player, like Whit Merrifield's going to get, the chance to get a spring training in with the new team versus coming in, you know, after the season's already started and now you're just kind of getting jumped in to, and thrown into things. And, yes, talent – will always prevail, but I'd love to see a guy not have a rocky start as much and get a chance to get the, you know, get gelling and rolling with the team from the beginning. I know in the chat, uh, you guys are talking about cheddar. So apparently, according to John, it is a military term to say powder, but cheddar is what I've always heard. Like I've cheddar, heard cheddar, yeah. yes, cheddar is money. I agree with a you on that, right? But powder, term. I didn't know that was a military term. We're learning something new every day. Um, but yes, on this eighth Wednesday of 2024, thank you, Spiral Out, for always keeping us accountable because we are very accountable people here. We learned something new. Powder is also cheddar, which is also money. Hmm. Also, if you've got some powder, uh, the hats did just drop for the Fanatics hat. I know you guys are talking about the prices of it, the sizing of it. 
We've got the New Era Navy 2024 batting practice, 5950 fitted hat with the fanatic on it. 5950. Um, that's the that's like the name of it on the website. Oh God, I thought you were saying that's the price. The fi- I mean, the price is. 45 45 yeah so it's close to 59.50 actually um but that's the that's the official name of it on the website philadelphia phillies new era navy 2024 batting practice it's the 59.50 like model whatever that's called fitted hat but it's 45 50 dollars for a fitted baseball cap like breaks my soul that's ridiculous t-shirts being 40 and 45 dollars like absurd disgusting uh yeah (laughs) you gotta spend 45 dollars for a fitted hat that's not where i'm putting my powder (laughs) i'm not spending 45 (laughs) dollars for a baseball hat I can go get you much comfier golf hats for twenty five like bucks. Doing his um, thing, doing his his, no. his signature thing. I, I was gonna get one possibly for my daughter's birthday because she well, loves it. Well, the used one is cheaper. It's How only much? forty dollars and ninety nine. Oh my god! <laughs> Usually, you could at least get away with buying a cheap hat for your kids. It's, Forty dollars for a kid's Shabby, hat. You save five dollars. Actually, technically, no, you save four because it's. Forty-five versus forty-one. In this economy, forty. You'd save four whole dollars Jeez. to get your girls, and you got two no, girls. Are they sharing a hat? You buying them? You no, buying two well, hats? One's birthday's <laughs> coming up. Um, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Forty dollars for a fucking kid's hat? Come on, what are we doing here that as a country? That they might lose. Yeah, they might gonna... throw somewhere, take it to school, and yeah. it gets mistaken for Julie's hat, and now all of a sudden, you know, they don't know whose hat it is. Forty dollars for a kid's hat? <laughs> like, what a joke! That thing probably costs four fifty to make at most, and that's with the licensing fees. Jesus. Yeah, there you have it, guys. Well, um, I won't be buying that one. No, no. I mean, it was it was something I really wanted with the fanatic on it. It's so hard. Not I to used buy to have it. a new tradition, or well, not a new tradition. I used to have a tradition where every year I would buy a new Phillies hat at the start of the season, and I would go down to the New Era store and get it. Uh, yeah, that tradition's dying. That tradition's over. Um, yeah. John, shout out to you though. You said you it's your guilty pleasure to buy baseball hats, uh, major league baseball hats. You have like 13 Phillies fitted hats. Are you buying this one, guys? I Tyler mean, also is yeah, guilty. That's Are me. you buying this, Tyler? Are you, you at a breaking point? I, I, don't buy, I, I don't buy all of them. I'll buy some of them. Some of them I get for gifts, Christmas, and stuff like that. But I would say uh, major league baseball only hats at this point. I probably have probably close to 10. Yeah, I probably have about seven. Um, I would say that I have, I have the Phillies blue, the Phillies red, uh, two Phillies Reds, actually. I have Angels Red and Black, the old school Angels. Um, yeah, I would say I probably have close to But you're to buying time. this hat is what you're telling us? No, I hate this hat. <laughs> this hat stinks. Um, I would buy other baseball hats, but this hat itself stinks. Fair, very fair. This is a children's hat, and they're trying to pass it off as an adult well, hat. Well, apparently it's not for children anymore if they're $40 a pop. Guys, you don't want to walk around Jesus. with the fanatic on your head? No. What are you talking about? Um, Martian Lynch, your cousin Jamie uh, Martian is saying 45 for a fitted This economy, I tell ya Go ahead and yell at the clouds, guys Go ahead and yell away Well, here's a positive thing Because I said we're being positive on this hump day We got to see our guy Yoro Down, working on his bunting Alex Coffey had a nice piece that she put out You can check out on the Enquirer Talking about his bunting And one of the quotes that came out of it uh, Just saying he needs to just do it because I know in the minor leagues he's gotten many bunt hits. It's not just getting the bunt hits. It's moving runners over and sacrificing. It just helps his whole game. Oh, you mean like and in she game went on six of the NLCS, <laughs> She Rob? went on to write about uh, Johan Rojas, and there's a nice clip of him working on his bunting, looking yoked. Ten pounds of muscle. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Good. This is what they should be doing. And they appear to be working on a ton of fundamentals and just getting the rust off and all that. But like Johan Rojas's speed is, you know, a weapon. Yeah. Implement it. I'm not saying bunt all the time, but he has to have an ability because he'll be able to get infield singles. Uh, mm-hmm. And not to mention that, if he's in a slump, just the ability to move guys over and eliminate double play balls That's and it. get guys in scoring position. Like he absolutely needs to be, um, you know, a. Uh, uh, an average MLB bunter because his speed will take that average bunting and get a lot more hits than most other people. So good to see. Uh, I hope they implement (laughs) it. I hope they send Turner on the base pass more. I hope they send Rojas more. Like, please. Do it. Bunt away. I I am not opposed to small ball. 
No, and the thing is, find what works for you. With the way that Johan Rojas plays in center field, and guys, this is our year to make Yoro stick, so let's make it happen. It is, guys. Tyler, I see you shaking your head no out of the corner of my eye. Nope. It is. Yoro is, a, is such a great center fielder. He's got, as you mentioned, he's got the speed. He's got a lot of the intangibles. If, if he can just give something at bat, something, especially in those big moments, down the batting order to keep the inning alive, please. So Yoro, I'm all for bunting. He can become bunty row. For all I care. No, you, you've um, gone too far. No, I have. I did. Uh, yo I, heard row, it. I, I heard it. I'm bringing yo it back. Row, I, Bunty Row sounds like a serial Bunty, killer. But yeah, Bunty Row. It's that's, giving. Yeah, I know. Here's I the heard line. It. You crossed I, it. <laughs> I jumped. Yeah. I did. Um, but uh, that's positive to see that Johan Rojas is working on something and that hopefully we can get a better yo Row this year. Said he worked. I heard John Clark on NBC Sports Philly this morning who talked to him yesterday, and he said he hit in his Dominican home every single day this offseason. Season. Uh, so he seems really, you know, focused and dedicated uh, because, you know, you touched on it. Like his defense is such a plus plus that if he can just give you some kind of competency, um, you know, in that nine hole, he becomes a tremendous player for you. Yeah. So all we're looking for is like 260. I, I can live with a 300 average uh, mm -hmm. or on base, I should say, maybe even 255. Like, if you can get up to that, man, you're going to be something special. That's it. That's all we are asking for. The little things, guys. The little things. Dusty, nice to have you here. I love the fact that you are... Let me see where you're... I, I saw where you're Good from. Good morning, John Cheeseboro. Dusty, you are joining us from down south, and you said you're going to be flying up for the Braves-Phillies game. Make sure you guys, anytime you guys are going to Citizens Bank Park or anything, and you're especially if you're from out of town, let us know. Jump in the chat. Let us know. Tag us on Twitter, whatever. Let us know when you're in the area. We'll see if we can uh, catch up with you. But yes, we've got a lot. John, Dusty, Dave. Dave, you said you hate Yoro. I don't know what that's about. Got my guy? That's okay. But it's okay. You can have an opinion. You're entitled to that. Um, and Chris. I don't give a F what he hit in his Dominican home. Sorry, you have a bad case of Bunty Row. That's that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, but you know where I you prefer can... my guys to put in work every day in the offseason. And you know who's always putting in work 24-7? That's Mortgage CS because Mortgage CS is available for you around the clock, giving you op opportunities to learn, to get empowered, to get information. As an independent mortgage broker based right here in Philadelphia, Mortgage CS, which stands for Concierge Service, they are a white glove service, and they do a tremendous job just making sure to give you that connection, that rapport, that relationship that they can build with you. They're working coast to coast at their license. They've got clients all over the map, literally, and they do a fantastic job giving you guys the opportunity to try to find ultra competitive rates that best fit you, your family. They compare rates between multiple lenders, and they want to make sure that their top priority is your financial picture, not the, not their bottom line. So in addition to the fact that they will help you as a first-time home buyer looking to buy that second house, they'll also help you with your refinancing options. So Mortgage CS does offer refinancing options, which include rate and term refinances for a rate payment reduction or cash out refinances to tap into home equity. Mortgage CS does a lot of the little things for you. They want to help make you make a smart choice. So that way, as you guys are going out into the market, especially the spring, the spring purchase market is almost here. It's heating up quick. And they want to make sure that their clients have as much as they can to be prepared to stand out and to make the strongest offers possible. So again, Mortgage CS, they want to make sure that when you hear the word mortgage, you think of Ben, you think of Alec. Their CEO, Ben, even gave you his phone number right here. Right on your screen, for those that are listening on podcast platforms, 267-391-7425. You can reach out to Ben any time of day, morning, noon, night, 267-391-7425. If you want to talk about the Fanatics hat, if you want to talk about, you know, if it's powder or cheddar, if you whatever you want to talk ben, about. Ben, can Morgan I afford CS. the Fanatic hat and the house? I don't if know. If you want to get the house and the hat, I don't know. I think you got to choose between one or the other. So you can also reach out via email, ben at mortgagecs.com and you can get started today. Check them out at mortgagecs.com slash P-H-L-Y to get started. Now, this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS ID number 1464766 and visit mortgagecs.com for more information. Yeah, and once Mortgage CS helps you get in your new house, you know, the first thing I normally do is grab one of my favorite beers, something ah. cold, domestic, refreshing, something that just sounds like a beer. Because when you get those keys and you open the door, you want to be in your new house and you go, ah. 
a Miller Lite would just hit the spot right now. Uh, and we're so excited here at PHLY Phillies to have Miller Lite be a part of the show. Y- you know what it is. I've been drinking Miller Lite since I was 21 years old, of course, enjoying responsibly. Uh, because it's a beer that, one, you can find everywhere. No matter where I am, I know I can find a Miller Lite. Uh, number two, it tastes like a beer should. It's just a cold, refreshing, light beer. And as we're getting ready, you know, realizing that the uh, the gut has been popping a little bit, I got to get away from those double IPAs and into a nice <laughs> 96 calorie, 3.2 carb light beer uh, per 12 ounces. It's the perfect light beer to have with friends and family uh, and talk about a clean finish. It just tastes like a beer should taste. It's clean and refreshing and easy to drink. I can taste it right now. Our fridge is now full of them right outside. So maybe after the show, uh, you know, I might just have one. It's only 96 calories. It's what you look for in a great light beer. The taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just a great beer for people who like beer. Miller Lite is brewed for taste. It just hits differently than other light beers. Simple ingredients like malted barley for a rich, balanced toffee note flavor and the iconic golden color. Getting thirsty. The original light (laughs) beer since 1975 and still the best one. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com slash P-H-L-Y fills MillerLite.com slash P-H-L-Y fills to find delivery options near you. Because what's better than a Miller Lite? Having them delivered to you. Or you can just pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Oh, wow. Well, as you were reading that, I was just reading through the chat. Um, Again, love that you guys are here. Make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button, everybody that's tuning in. I feel like now's a great time for our very own PHOI Phillies moment of zen. Down in Clearwater, Aaron Nola is on the mound. Let's take a moment to just listen to the sound, watch Nola in action, and wish we were all in Clearwater's warm weather. Kind of want a Miller Lite and just sit in the dugout, you know? Just a bit outside. See some Bob Euchre chat in the uh, in the comments there. And Bob Euchre, that man likes a Miller Lite. That's for damn sure. I can oh, tell you that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that is that is gold. I love I, every time that sound. Th- just seeing it, it looks great. <sighs> I feel like I can feel it. I feel like I can feel the sun well, this on weekend, my skin. We're I gonna feel get like to I can, like watch it. I know it's happening. It's only what three days away now. Saturday. Yeah, three days because today's Wednesday and Saturday is three days from Wednesday. Well, you know that's quick math. That's math. By you, you know. You know I like to stay sharp, guys. Some of us may use the countdown app. Some of us may count down in our brain. Yeah. Well, I Me. can't. I can't wait to watch them uh, this weekend. <sighs> it's been so soon. It feels like a short off season, but also the longest amount of time ever. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the other day, I was like, "Oh, wow, the off season really is like kind of oh, long but short." Yeah, it feels like forever. So it's like, gonna I be feel nice like we were bag. just crying about the end of the season yeah. and wondering what are we gonna talk about now, and then here we are. It's time to. Talk about games. This is exciting. Um, but yeah, I love that you guys enjoyed that. And <laughs> John, your comment is hilarious. Uh, they're paying him $24.6 million. He can't even grunt. Uh, <laughs> listen, we're getting moments of zen. We'll, we'll bring you what more. What do you want, a Monica Sellis yeah. grunt? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's your grunt. Uh, that's our John Fully sending I'll us some updates. i all future videos for, for listen, John. Oh, are you going to give us the sound yeah, effects like that we're missing? I, I will tell you guys, I was gonna if, go. if someone is on the mound and they're actively grunting, you have one of two things are going to happen. <laughs> Either you're going to get immediately laughed at because it's fake, yeah. or... If you're like Max Scherzer and you know that you're clinically insane, yes. it might be a little bit terrifying. Like when Scherzer stares at you with That's that, weird. like, I'm going to kill you look. He might kill you. And then he grunts after every pitch. It's like, okay, this guy might throw at my head. <laughs> yeah. But if it's just some bum who's like, Ugh! After he's pitching, it's like, dude, what what are we what are we doing? It's like the guy in the gym that's grunting for every rep. It's just sometimes it's too much. It's like, and most of the bro, time, bro, you got too you much. got 20s in your hand. What are we doing? Well, what's also too much is, uh, and this actually, you know, 
petty is as petty petty does and you know we we can point out when someone's petty and, and applaud them because here in Philly we are also very petty and we also like to do little the little things and the Diamondbacks are doing just that the Diamondbacks similar to what the Phillies did with the Padres the year you know just not too long ago uh, have decided that on August 10th they're going to give away the NL champions replica ring that is, of course, the night the Diamondbacks play the Phillies. So the Diamondbacks pulling the same stunt the Phillies did to the Padres. We see, we see you. Respect. Tip of the hat to you. Yeah, I saw some people online getting, uh, you know, their bonnets in a tizzy. Is that <laughs> something? You wear bonnets? Um, about that. <laughs> Ask me if I wear. I do wear a bonnet. Do you? I feel like this is a personal thing, but yeah, I was in the bonnet like the thing like in the old days that the women would wear out. <laughs> No. No. Bonnets are, they used to be a thing you wear out. Now you wear them to, to bed. bed. Oh. It's something to cover your hair okay. so that doesn't get I all over the place. I thought bonnet was like the big like arch. Like I don't know what all women do, but I know like as a women of color, especially are big bonnet people. I don't know if Addie's a bonnet person. I don't uh, think she. She has like a post shower thing. She yeah. Does. So like we know. wear that to bed okay. because it's our hair doesn't do as but well. It's like, you know, everybody wore them back in the day, right? Yeah, that was a, that was the look. That was like, the, yeah, yeah, okay. like that was like Mary had a little lamb look. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I had in my mind. Was the, I like, knew it. Yeah, I knew I it. Especially as a dad of young kids. Yeah, like that's what you I was picturing. No, it's not a tie under the chin or yeah, anything yeah, like that. It's that's not, not Mary, a bonnet. We're not walking around with a corset on and a girdle, and Mary had a little lamb with some white sheep. And I thought stuff. that was the bonnet. That's totally what I had in it my mind. It is a bonnet, but that's okay. not today's bonnet. Yesterday's okay. bonnet yesterday. is not today. <laughs> yesterday's, yesterday's bonnet. bonnet is not today's bonnet. You really caught me off guard with uh, I bonnet think note. We might be setting a record here for most times saying bonnet in uh, a 60-second window. It's kind of a funny <laughs> word when you actually think about it. Bonnet. I just cannot. I, okay. <laughs> you know, working working with a man that has no idea no. the struggles of, of women. No. And there's no women in the chat to, you know. And not only that, a hairless for man the- on top of it. So, like, I just, I have no relation to anybody's well, hair. Well, there are men that wear... Like Bonnets? wave caps. Oh, yes. For waves. But yeah. I know. Not, I know. You. Please. That's not you. No. You uh, or Tyler. You guys are, you know, trying to get waves. Trying yeah. to get these waves. <laughs> no, it's not you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my. I don't even know where I was going with the bonnet comment. <laughs> I don't know why. But I respect the bonnet, move by the. You said bonnets in a tizzy? Yeah. <laughs> Is that even a thing? No. I don't, I don't know. It's underwear in a bunch. Underwear in a bunch. Yeah. Panties but, in a bunch. I've yeah, heard. but not bonnets in a, in a tizzy. <laughs> Oh, maybe I'm I don't even know where that new. came from. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I respect what the Diamondbacks are doing. Uh, good, All that to say that. Yeah, good petty move. I'm not going to... Oh, people online were getting their bonnets in a tizzy. That's where I went. Um, who, not bonnets, who cares? Though. Rivalries are good for sports. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love that the Diamondbacks... Now we have a rivalry with the Diamondbacks. Oh, man. And it's probably not going to be one it's that I feel for life. Like but for this short period of time where we're both really good, they beat us in the NLCS, it becomes a short-term rivalry, and that's it's, good. It's going to feel like the rivalry with the Giants in the, in the early 2010s. Like it, la- it lasted like four years, five years. It fades. The Phillies stink. Buster Posey, I really started to hate. Yeah, then, you know, then the Phillies go through their Pablo rebuild. Pablo Sandoval's and now fat ass. Right, and now the Giants stink, so I don't care about them. And yeah. they, like it, it fades it's with good. time. It's not a, a natural rival, rivalry like it is the Mets yeah, Braves, sure. but I think that there's going to be a couple year window where you go, I hate Ugh. that team. Yeah, yeah. and, and sure. Corbin Carroll, he's awesome, but I kind of hate him. Um, you know, uh, that team last year, I just kind of like, I don't know. It's not like a deep rooted hate, like Tyler's saying. It was just like an annoyance hate, where like you're just a pesky, yeah, I, I th- annoying yeah. team. I think if this were like the Royals who made a run or yeah. even a team that like any team in the AL that's not like the Yankees Red Sox sure. type thing like uh, an unexpected run and you go wow what you Phillies fans would go man that's a fun team like they were cool to watch yeah. just, it's so just because of how it, it's just because of how it happened yeah I was gonna say they beating the Phillies and how they beat the Phillies and actually to Mickey's point and Mickey that is a happy early birthday to you because it is going to be on August 10th that your birthday is. Uh, it is late to give out a replica ring. That's the other side of it. It's not like they yeah, play the they Phillies waited. early. You're literally <laughs> yeah. waiting until August. My guess, though, from a from a business standpoint, too, is they're like, oh, that's a great time. Right around August as we're getting closer towards the playoffs that we can give fans like something excited to look forward yeah. to. And they're going to use, use 
the fact that it's the Phillies Diamondbacks' new rivalry as a chance as a giveaway to yeah. get more people there of like, oh, can't wait to get our replica ring. So, eh. <laughs> John Sequella said, you. Corbin Carroll, Trailer Park DiMaggio. <laughs> I think that's more of a compliment than it isn't. Actually, I think so, too, John. Yeah, I mean, yeah. anytime you're getting, uh, you know, with the, the DiMaggio, that's pretty good. <laughs> and, ag and again, a DiMaggio, uh, another in the long line of Philadelphia <coughs> getting the wrong brother. Um, mm, you sounds know, about Philly. You always get the wrong brother here, sure. whether it's a Giambi or whoever. Uh, yes, we had the wrong DiMaggio. So another in the long line of wrong brothers in Philadelphia. Yeah, exactly. We're really good at picking the wrong brother. Or just wrong timing, you know, getting a player too soon, and then they end up, you know, developing later in their career. The opposite, you get them Casey late in their Matthews. career, and they're now washed up. It's just the Philly way. That's how things happen. Yeah. Or scoring a goal on yourself to start off the season because you want to knock it back to your keeper. And, you know, Union, it's fine. They won, They at least won the they game, won, but it's right? fine. Everything's fine. And, you know, it's fine. It's just a way to start 2024 off with yeah. scoring on yourself, but it's fine. It's okay. Uh, Andre was just knocking the rust off. He got caught off guard. By, it was uh, Glasnes who decided yeah. to punt it back to his keeper, but it's everything Everything's fine here, it's guys. Good. If you missed the Philadelphia Union's uh, 2024 season opener yesterday, they opened up the season with an own goal, which in soccer is very bad. Yeah. Oh, and Chris Lemmer points out uh, we got the wrong Maddox brother, too. Oh, there, there's, there's a lot. You know, we probably could do a whole oh, show on Oh, there's an easy siblings. 10 to 12 wrong brothers here. Oh, a yeah. Long list. Getting the wrong sibling is yeah. absolutely the Philly way. Mm -hmm. It's, it's hey, maddening. Mike Maddox won 10 whole games <laughs> as a Philly. Come on now. What did Greg that ever do? That wasn't it for you? you didn't, the 10 wins wasn't enough? No. No. What did okay. Greg Maddox ever do? Greg, so I know we talk about wins, not, a, not necessarily a pitcher stat, but he won 10 games as a Philly. Greg Maddox won... Uh, 10 games, double digit games uh, in the for, month of August. Uh, one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven. For, uh, I'm not going to count. From okay. 88 okay. to 2006, every year won at least 13 Where's games. Where's he on your uh, all time pitchers list? He's pretty high up there. Is he top five? No. Mm. Top 10? Yes. Mm. Okay. Um, Spiral is saying we are the city of brotherly wrong love or wrong brotherly love. That's, that's good. Or brotherly hate. No, brotherly Jason love. Jason and Travis, wrong? people are now debating. But, I, but, but both are Hall of Famers, so they both are. Will, both will win. Yeah, because Travis winning more Super Bowls is not a because of Jason. That's or a team. The, that's, a, that's a team. He thing. got drafted that's to Patrick Mahomes' team. Yeah, like that's not Travis <laughs> being. Um, okay, we're not yeah. going down that rabbit hole because I'm getting. Yeah, yeah Chris Long's a good example. Jeremy Giambi, there we go. That's it. Another yeah, one there you go. There's of. some positives. Told you we're being positive today on this. No, podcast. that's a negative. Jason was much better. And he also juiced I was talking his about, ass off. I was talking about Chris Long. No, we always get the wrong brother. It's, it's, it's pretty common. Everything's fine. This is fine. Philly's got okay. spiral out makes a good point. They did get the better Nola. Yeah, they did. Oh, they got the see? better Nola. There's some. We're Austin digging. Nola. We just had to do some digging to find it. Who? Austin? We'll take A.A. Ron. Anytay. All right. Well, we're rolling along here, guys. We're moving well through our show sheet today, Jamie. Look at us. Pat yeah. on the back. Well, you're There's you're the driver. There's some things going today. on. I'm, I'm speeding along here. You got 25 minutes to wrap it up. Can you do it? Let's do this. All right. So before we get into our uh, second base rankings, uh, just a couple of Which notes was really around. really hard, by the way. This was really challenging. Second base is it tough. It was really challenging. Just some things going on around the league. So expansion is on the horizon, friends. That is right. The uh, news has broken that two teams uh, will be added to Major League Baseball as soon, and it's inevitably going to happen with Nashville and Salt Lake City as the potential candidates. Now... This could be a, a long conversation, but we're going to keep this quick. Nashville and Salt Lake City Can as two cities to add to baseball. I don't know that Salt Lake City specifically is a city to add to any league. I don't think they're in any sport a great market. I could be wrong. I'm no they expert on the market. They love basketball. They do, but not to but be. But that's all they got. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean, like to add. and Like they yeah. have basketball, but to add. Nashville they might love does, basketball because that's all they got. You know what right. I mean? Like, uh, I don't. Uh, I mean, a stadium in U Utah is gorgeous. For sure. So, like, aesthetically, a baseball oh, yeah. stadium in Utah, you put it up against some mountains and uh, could look really cool. Salt Lake City's really pretty. It's a beautiful airport to fly Great. into. 
Um, also, a lot of weird things happen in Utah. Everything. Uh, it's Florida or, and honestly, around <laughs> Salt Lake City. A lot of weird things are Florida or Utah. Yeah. So, I mean, that one but doesn't Nashville jump off. But Nashville makes sense to me. But I feel Nashville like will become, like, a top destination city, I think, for baseball. Geodis Park for soccer is fantastic. I've never been. Uh, it's still one of the, the only. The Predators. Yeah. Like, it's. I know I've heard nothing but great, great times. But I've Honestly, just, Nashville makes sense to me because they do have. It's It's. On the sports side, they do a great job with just, like, it's all right there. Obviously, you have the music, the food. It's a nice downtown Nashville. It's very nice, and I'm assuming that's where they would try to put the ballpark. Um, and, and you make so, them the East Coast team so you don't have to, like, realign too much. Right. So it kind of balances itself a little bit. I think West Coast. I mean, I'm glad it's not another team in California because there's so many sports teams because California is, like, is, is yeah, Tyler had mentioned <laughs> San Antonio yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so Texas is Na another. Nashville thing. always but made Texas Nashville always seemed like it was going to be a thing. Nashville I think Rob Manfred is sense. in love with Nashville. Yeah. I think baseball makes sense in Nashville. I honestly thought for a long time Vanderbilt when, when the mm -hmm. uh, when the A's mm -hmm. started when the A's first started talking about relocating. I thought Nashville might make sense, and then of course uh, you know Vegas took over. And you is get, that even happening? It seems like Vegas doesn't well, even want. Them. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, so far it seems like they don't. What Disaster we'll certainly see, but I, I always thought that Nashville made a ton of sense for yeah. for the A's, even though you know you're you are going to have to realign. I mean, you're going to have to realign no matter what. You're probably going to end up with eight divisions of four teams, which is going to be a little bit strange, and you're going to have to kind of yeah. rework things That's a little a bit thing. in the playoffs. But um, I think that. Uh, I think the Nashville makes a ton of sense for a baseball team. Nashville's great. I know. Uh, what's up, uh, Big Sills TV? You're saying, what's wrong with Salt Lake? Listen, I don't think there's anything wrong specifically with Salt Lake City, Utah. I just think for sports, you want to try to capitalize on what's already there. You know, do they already have a, a draw? Because you don't want people that are going. Like, Nashville has a draw with or without a baseball team that people want to go there. It's a destination. Even Vegas is the same thing. I think that's why Vegas, with having casinos and nightlife and the strip and concerts, every team they've added there, I feel like it only adds to it. Salt Lake, I just don't know that they have enough around that makes it exciting of, like, I want to go travel to Salt Lake City to watch a game, or I want to, or for those living in the area. I know in the chat I see Montreal uh, was also brought up as a, a city to go back yeah, to. Yeah, and you just showed me before the Netflix. show the new Netflix series. That's that looks right. pretty interesting because I don't know that story of why the Expos I don't left Montreal, so I'll definitely watch there that. There is one. a Netflix documentary dropping around Vlad, the Expos. Vlad, Vlad the Impaler is one of my all time favorite mm -hmm. non Phillies. Watching that dude just like batting gloveless, like hit the way he hit. He was must-watch TV. He was awesome. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I think Nashville makes sense. Um, who knows where, the, you know, how Yeah, the NBA is also out, expanding, too. So it's like, right. you know. Um, it's happened to some other markets. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then um, last thing before we move along into our second baseman and uh, up in New York, Mr. Well, they're not up in New York now, but Aaron Judge and the Yankees. Let's talk about it. So there's, of course, been the... The constant question marks, where is Blake Snell going to go? Where are all the, you know, the free agents that are still out there going to go? Blake Snell has been tied to the Yankees on multiple occasions because, of course, the Yankees did offer Blake Snell um, at one point. And it's still, it's like a, a standoff right now of where, of who's going to make the final move. Blake Snell, you are a Yankee. So here's the thing. Aaron <laughs> Judge, okay, Aaron Judge was being seen in videos. He's all smiles. He was asked about... You know, the remaining free agents and, and specifically around Blake Snell and Judge was saying, you know, I, around welcoming at least one more addition before opening day. He was saying, I hope so. You know, they're always working on something. And that's what's, uh, that's what's amazing about being here with the Yankees. They're always trying to improve. They're always trying to make moves, be it a trade or free agency. I definitely feel like there might be another move on the way, but you never know. We'll see. And. Listen, it was a cheeky, smirky, you know, way that he said it. It was very positive as if he knew something. What we know is these guys do talk, much like Bryce and, and Whitley had spoken before Whit officially became a Philly. A lot of these guys are talking in communication weeks prior to wherever they end up signing. That's part of the, of the business. But Aaron Judge, I feel like, has also been in a very good mood. You know, there were videos of him that were going out uh, around, you know, just him with... Juan Soto and him with, you know, Stanton and Verdugo. Like, I feel like the Yankees right now are probably a team that are sitting back like, ha, ha, ha. You guys are so fixated on the Dodgers. Sleep on us if you want, because this Yankees team is is something not to 
you can't sneeze on. So I feel like Aaron Judge has just been in this positive mood because, hey, he's back. He's healthy. He's playing. He's seeing, like, this is our guys. You know, when you have that first thing, you're like, oh, look, the gang's all here. And you get to see what the, the squad's going to look like. And then they get asked about any more signings. He's like, yep, we're not, basically, we're not done yet. So you're saying Blake Snell's a Yankee. Yeah, I mean, like, the <laughs> snarky-ass look and smirk he made at the camera as he said, we'll see if anybody else is coming here. Yeah, Blake Snell, you're a Yankee. Just get it done. Like, this is kind of ridiculous. We're almost into March, and, you know, there's four top ten free agents still available. Hmm, weird. They're all Scott Boris's guys. Uh, but it certainly seems like the Yankees are the only team that's really in hot pursuit after Blake Snell. Aaron Judge is up there smirking and winking at the camera. <laughs> like, like, yeah, they're we're not done. I can't really wink that well. No? Not forced. I wink when I'm not trying to. Oh, not you zooming it on me, trying to win. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna make yourself look silly, <laughs> there it was. Yeah, so it'll be. Sometimes it'll be interesting. they both go. It's more of a blink than a wink. At, at some, I, what was it? March third, Bryce Harper signed. He was fairly late, yeah. wasn't he? It was late in the spring training, yeah. or, or late, you know, in terms of. So like these guys are good enough. He's doing it. He probably gets more work, you know, at home uh, yeah. one off than he does with the team. So, you know, they can wait. It's not like it has to be done, but it certainly feels like something needs to get the ball rolling here. Yeah, for sure. This well, isn't, this is an old school. Agreed. Like when you would get the program and you'd be like, Oh, what is this guy's winter job? And they'd yeah. be like, Oh, he's a, apparently one dude on the Phillies back in the seventies was a grave digger. <laughs> and that was his job. And I'm like, that's oh. so morbid. Ew. But these yeah. guys had jobs back then. These guys they are, did. you know, for the longest time now, it's been, you know, probably 35, 40 years at this point. These guys are baseball players and they're all mm -hmm. the time baseball Full players. Year round. Right. Yeah. So, like, if you're getting work, especially in your high leverage, you know, facility that you owner operate and you, what, like, you know, you rent it out and you make more money that way and you have more money than God, um, these guys are getting quality exactly. at bats and quality swings. Yeah. Well, if you want some quality gear, gear and cards and apparel maybe a hoodie i would send you over to wheelhouse cards they have two great locations in wayne or westchester and apparently there's a new phillies tops series of cards going around that has little tiny kevin hearts in them and they're specific to phillies only cards mm. uh, and i think there's only 50 of them so that means they'll probably be worth decent money uh, so if i was going to go take my stab at a couple tops packs i would go over to wheelhouse cards it's our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the delaware valley their motto is simple cards and community because the love of sports unites us all they carry all your favorite card brands like top scrone baseball uh, mosaic football as well as t-shirts hats hoodies and more from tons of great brands like mitchell and ness 47 brand junk food starter and one of my favorites shy vintage sports and if you're looking to have your sports card collection graded i actually need to do this i need to get over to the wayne location uh, wheelhouse offers psa grading submissions they also host a ton of different family friendly events uh, and birthday parties every month. I just saw on their Instagram account, I believe this Saturday, they have a Tops uh, event. Um, so stop into either of their stores, Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Tell them PHLY sent you. You can say code PHLY, real real shady, at the, at the checkout and just go PHLY and see what they say. But that'll get you $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. And be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. All right. JP, well, you, you, you either get $10 off or you get arrested. One of the two things yeah. are going to happen. Why whisper it? So creepy. You know, sometimes you got to hmm. keep people well, on their toes a little bit. What's up, Kim? Glad you're able to sneak in quickly from work. Nice to have you here. Um, I can raise an eyebrow. I can actually do both, and I can raise one. Mm -hmm. And thank you uh, for the comments that I'm an angel. I appreciate that. And that was happening. Sacked, I appreciate that you uh, feel like I'm an angel. Mopar, mm -hmm. it does look like I have angel wings. And fun fact, my AIM screen name used to be AngelGirl90792. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, was your birth whole government birthday? <laughs> I forget my... Classic, classic AIM screen name. It was my whole government birthday, 90792. Wow. <laughs> I forget yeah. what my original one was. Oh, I remember every single but one. But my in one freshman year of college, I became Sam Jackson 39 because the uh, Chappelle Show skit. No. Uh, I can't remember no. what it was in high school, though. No. It probably was something I know very Tyler's. Stupid. 
Wolf 43 Phillies? Something like that. Yeah, I was a huge Randy Wolf fan growing up. Oh, the Wolf Pack. All right, Renee, we got to get to our top five list. Let's go. Let's go. I was trying to say, hit the thumbs up button. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Appreciate you. So today we are going to get into our top second baseman. This list just as difficult, if not more, than the others that we've had to do because honestly, it could be six, seven, eight names that are intertwined between this top well, five. Well, two top guys so, just got moved to second base all of a sudden. That's the problem, and I I actually forgot one, almost, that he's going to be a sec- second baseman every day this season. So, my number five starts off with the longest tenured player on the Diamondbacks roster, Cattell Marte, who had a breakout season back in 2019, had a drop-off, uh, um, after hitting in 2019, 32 homers, finishing fourth in the NL MVP vote that season, dropped off the next two seasons. 2023, though, we got Marte coming back hot and heavy. He was top in slugging amongst primary second basemen, also top in assists, top in double plays, not to mention last year finished with a 4-9 war. His slashes, 276, 3-5-8, 4-8-5, and then hit 25 homers and also etched his name into the postseason career uh, uh, record books, I should say, excuse me, when he uh, had his hitting streak. Yeah, it was quite annoying. We remember that. Yeah, it was, quite it was not great at all. But Cattell Marte starts things off for me at number five. Yeah, he's a guy I uh, end up with a lot in fantasy baseball because he's always just steady. For me, number five is a newcomer to second base, uh, the forgotten one out in San Diego behind Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. But Xander Bogarts is a phenomenal player. Uh, he's making the switch to second base. Apparently, he looks pretty seamless from some of the Twitter video researching I was doing. Uh, 4-4 war last year. His OPS plus was a 120. He can bat for average. Uh, he can get on base. He's got a little bit of pop right around that 20 home run mark. Uh, but, you know, if the RBIs get up a little bit, you know, this guy can be an 85-plus run scored, 85-plus RBI type of guy. Uh, he's got that type of potential. Uh, pretty good fielder, so much so you can move him around the diamond a little bit. So he's number five for me. Yeah, guys, this was a really difficult one for me because there was about seven guys I wanted to put at number five, and I ended up leaving Xander Bogarts off my list because of a, of a value <laughs> you have here. A crush. There is a value here between offense and defense, and if you're taking offense, it's Xander Bogarts, right? It's 360 or so OBP over the last couple of seasons. Last year, yeah. the, I mean, the guy offensively has been good, and like you mentioned, he's, he's good enough with the glove to move around the diamond, but the guy that I'm going with at number five is a step down offensively, but I think he's two steps up defensively, and it's Andres Jimenez from the Cleveland Guardians. That's your boy. A five-plus defensive war over the last two seasons, and honestly, the number comparison between Jimenez and Bogarts are they're not as significant as you think that they are offensively. Jimenez over the last two years, 286 hits, 32 home runs. He's stolen 50 bags. He's sneaky quick. He's got back-to-back gold gloves now for Cleveland. Uh, and I think he is one of those guys that uh, another guy we talked about, a, a couple of players like this, where if he played for maybe a better team, uh, he might get a little bit more recognition. I think he's good offensively and he's elite defensively and it's why he makes my top five well Jimenez is in my honorable mention uh he was close he did not crack my top five but I absolutely could see the case for it next I'm going with and we have him to thank for attaboy Harper Mr. Ozzy Albies himself um listen this Braves roster is is stacked and it's unfortunate to see that uh you know you got to talk positively about someone like Ozzy Albies but here we go I'm doing my best uh just 26 years old still very young and still very talented one of the names that when you look across this roster you might overlook a bit because of the likes of a Ronald Acuna but last year 4-7 war 13 stolen bases had 33 homers 109 RBIs uh, and a 124 OPS plus. So for me, I just feel like Ozzy Albies is a solid number for a second baseman. That's it. Yeah. Also, uh, b- by the way, my fault. Um, grabbed a picture, didn't even think about it, just uh, unfortunately made a mistake graphically. Uh, that was uh, Orlando Arcia on yeah. your graphic. Um, my apologies. <laughs> I was doing 100 different things at once. Okay. And I didn't realize it until I just posted that graphic. So I apologize to you. I apologize to Ozzy Albies because I that was Orlando Arcia. So I am very, and very sorry for that. Everyone in the chat, you failed. You didn't catch that. Uh, mine's kidding. also it's okay, Albies. <laughs> you know, 109 RBIs last year, almost 100 runs scored. To me, yeah. when you can be a 100 run score, 100 plus RBI guy, uh-huh. like... 
It doesn't get much better than that. A 280 average last year, 4.7 war. Uh, not to mention just like one of the most team-friendly contracts in all of yeah. baseball. Uh, the Braves have an absolute Four bargain. Four years, $28 million left. Jeez. It's like free. Uh, Ozzie Albies, I was trying to find a reason not to have him in my top five, and I couldn't do Same. it. Same. Um, he's just hes a really freaking good player. Wait. Hold on. Now, now I'm guessing myself. I'm sorry. I know we got we got to go, but now I'm second guessing myself. This is that's Albies. That's yeah. Albies, yeah. right? That's yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm that's I'm just yes. now I'm second guessing myself. No, no, no that is Ozzy Albies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Matt one Decker here, said you've got to drop a dude to push up. Is also Ozzy Albies, yeah. is it not? Yeah. You said Arcia. You made me second guess myself. No, no, no. I meant the the Attaboy Harper. Was oh, RCA. shoot, my bad, oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm the one that messed yeah, up. Yeah, my yeah. bad, my bad. I understand. No, no, oh, no, yeah, no. yeah, so you're I, right. I didn't, so you texted, this is behind the scenes, you text me and went, yeah, that's Arcia. I thought you were talking about me. I'm like, no, that's oh, definitively Ozzy Albies. No, 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 I understand what you're oh, saying so now. so you were that, telling Tyler that I said the wrong name amazing. and you didn't tell me? Well, I didn't want to You were you. talking about me on the show, guys? Is that what I we I didn't do want to blow it up on the spot here, so I was, you know, letting the producer massage. I, 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 I should have. See, there was confusion I, you know and now we bad. all I look give, stupid. I did my, it is O-A-O-A. -O -A. I did my Ozzy Albies. The producer can Orlando usually Arcia. save us. So I was, yeah, you know, oh, you know. my bad, guys. Yes. Well, this we is, don't how dare you. This is definitively now. my fault. I understand what you're saying now. Oh, yes. That yeah. was definitively yeah, Albies. No, no, no. Not and a big deal. Okay. All right, who's your Sorry, number four? Sorry, guys. We Matt saying you had to drop a new 20 push-ups. It's me, guys. <laughs> I'm wrong again. I'm My bad. It was... Thank you, Orlando, for the uh, Attaboy Harper. Yeah, my but, fault. Oh, by the way, the Attaboy Harper shirt is uh, still available <laughs> in the locker room. If you want to go to uh, allphly.com and get your shirt. snitch. <laughs> now, you make us, now you make me and Renee no, look bad. I didn't know you guys were texting about me snitch. as I'm wrong. No, I was Dang it. You could have just loud. You know what? Next I, time, I, I give you permission to just uh, correct me okay. out loud, like politely. You know, I, I feel like this is a great, a great conversation for us to have <laughs> right now. Just I, feel free. I prefer I've done the correct. Yeah, you have. You know, I was trying. We sometimes we're saying things so fast you yeah. mess up your wording. It, it wasn't a big You're deal. Not, your brain no, it's, I'll take I'll take responsibility for this one. I thought you were telling me <laughs> no, 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 I did no, no. my Look job wrong, like which is totally this. fine. Like right now, this is a virtual hug we're having. I've done many things no wrong. Part, in this I'm not job. a snitch. Lyft asked me to snitch out a driver last weekend, and I wouldn't do it because the car was oh. too damn hot. Oh. And Lyft was like, "Please send us the information about that." And I was like, "Get out of here, Lyft! Oh, I'm, not, I'm no snitch." Well, guys, we're All right, anyway, we got to roll. We got to get going. Here's my number guys four. I absolutely love this guy. This guy is the closest thing that we have in this day and age to Tony Gwynn. Now, no disrespect to Tony Gwynn. Whoa. He's the greatest hitter I've ever seen in terms of average and getting on base. This is the closest guy we have to Tony Gwynn. It's Luis Arise from the Miami Marlins. Over the last two wow. years, he's led the league in batting average Pretty good both seasons. Defensively, he's okay. He's right about an average defensive second baseman. But a 354 average last year, a near 400 OBP. This guy, all he does is get on base. He doesn't walk a lot, but he just gets hits. 276 hits over the last two seasons. He's led the league in batting average both times. A silver slugger, an all-star each of the last two years. A rare occurrence where a trade actually worked for both teams. Where a rise has flourished in Miami. Pablo Lopez has soared yeah. in Minnesota. A really good trade for both of these teams. Luis Arise is my number four. Yeah, mm. his batting average is uh, eye-popping. Very much so. And it's so eye-popping. It landed him number three on my list wow. because Luis Arise is my number three second baseman. I did have trouble with, I know Ozzy Alves has been injured. That's what had me put him at number four because, of course, 2022, I know there were comments about him being injury plagues that I wanted to hit on. But Luis Arise, uh, his his batting average, the, the everything that you said, Tyler, uh, that 4-9 war last year, 133 OPS plus, uh, his splits, his, you know, he's just number three. I'm just, we got time. We yeah, don't have time. So, number he's three. really good. Uh, for number three for me, um, Jose Altuve. I mean, this guy just like, he, he had a down year last year, what? and his down year was almost a three war still. Um, really good glove. Hits for average, a 311 batting average last year. His RBIs and runs were down a little bit from where he is. His on base is approaching a 400. Um, you know, he didn't have a full season of work last year. I expect a bounce back for uh, Jose Altuve. He's just a guy cheating or not, mm. uh, finds the back of his baseball card. 
um, pretty much every single year. So Jose Altuve is just, uh, you know, first ballot unanimous Hall of Famer. This guy's an absolute stud. Yeah, still. not much more to say. I'm also going with Jose Altuve. I you look at last year, he only played 90 games. He only had 360 at bats, but he still hit 311 near 400 OBP. The guy is a career 307 hitter. <laughs> he is like you said, Jamie. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He broke 2,000 hits last year. He needs 953 more hits. He's only 33, heading into his 34 season to break the 3,000 mark. I, I could see his, his 162 game average is 199 hits. I could see him getting to the 3,000 mark and being the next hitter to join the 3,000 hit parade. He's so one of the only guys with a chance. Jose to do Altuve it, yeah. for me is still a top second baseman in baseball. Yeah. Well, as we get to our final two, you notice there's a few names that are still lingering on my list, and uh, somebody's not going to get in. Jose and Jose is, is out. I was going to say, I figured Yeah, Jose. he's the one. I mean, it was close. He is also in my well, honorable one mention. One of those spots is going to the best player in baseball. Yep. So, so uh, one spot left. number two for me is going with the guy that played all 162 regular season games for his team, led the AL in hits, uh, led also in runs. He's offensively and elite defensively Marcus Simeon now 7-4 war last year he has been the best second baseman in baseball 29 homers 267 348-478 splits uh listen he's held the top spot for this position for a while now until my number one moved to second base so not only is a great hitter he's durable he's he's consistent he checks all the boxes he's the best second baseman until he wasn't yeah. He's my number one. Yeah, he's my number spot. two. If a, <laughs> if a certain guy wasn't moving from outfield to second base, he'd probably be number one. A 7.4 war last year, 122 runs scored with 100 RBIs, uh, nearly a 350 on base. His OPS plus was 122. Uh, OPS 826, slugging, all, you know, 478. Like, what's not to like about Marcus Simeon? Uh, you know, the Rangers paid handsomely for Simeon and Corey Seager uh, up the middle of their defense. And I would say that was worth it uh, because these guys were the the engine that won a World Series for them last mm -hmm. year. Marcus Simeon is just tremendous. And like I said, if it's not for a certain somebody, number one, he's probably the top second baseman in baseball. Yeah, not a lot of allure or mystery in the top two. It's Marcus Simeon. The only thing that I'm going to add outside of the, the offensive productivity that you guys put out was uh, Marcus Simeon second in defensive runs saved among second basemen last year with a 16. The only player who had more was my number five guy, Andres Jimenez. He finished with 23. But Marcus Simeon finished 11th in Major League Baseball with 16 DRS last year. So on top of all the offense production, a defensively Wild. skilled second baseman as well. I'm going to go Marcus Simeon at number two as well. And number one, who we all have. I know <laughs> yeah. in the chat you guys are already talking about him. It's We're going to get number one, Mookie Betts. No surprise there. Moving to second base, he's happy, apparently. This is the position he wants to play. He said he's never really considered himself a right fielder. He's considered himself more of a middle infielder. Well, Mookie Betts sliding into second base every day is wild to think about because of the numbers that he posted. He became the first player in AL or NL history to play at least 15 games at both middle infield spots and the outfield, slugging 500. He also had an OPS... 754 right at right field, 724 at second base. His numbers last year are 39 homers, 107 RBIs, his splits, 307, 408, 579, 987 OPS. Moogie Betts is one of the best in baseball. And his numbers, his productivity, I know in the chat someone said if he retired today, he'd be an instant Hall of Famer. There's nothing bad you can say about Moogie Betts. It's a no-brainer. He's without a doubt the best second baseman. Uh, and I, I know we all agree on that. Him playing second base is going to be fun to watch, to be honest. Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder how good he's going to be at second base if he's a gold glove winner in the outfield. Yeah. And he goes, well, second's my real position. Exactly. It's Jesus. terrifying to think about. Uh, his career war already is 64 and a half. Insane. Uh, that's insane. He's a six-time silver slugger, uh, you know, six-time gold glove winner, a two-time World Series winner. 126 runs scored, 107 RBIs last year's OPS plus was 163 mm. with that 8.3 war. Uh, you know, best player in baseball, I think, uh, is pretty safe to yeah. say. If you, you know, him and Otani becomes an interesting discussion because Otani can pitch. But if you're just talking about true positional players, he's he's the best in baseball with a couple nipping at his heels and 
he just continues to keep him at arm's length. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's not uh, a whole lot of argument here. It's Mookie Betts. He's, to me, the best player in baseball, and to me, he's been the best player in baseball for a couple of seasons now. 64 and a half war at age 31. It's insane. His versatility is off the charts. He could probably play six or seven different positions at this point. I would feel comfortable with him at short. You know he can play all three three outfield positions, and he's going to be their starting second baseman this year. Boston thinking? (laughs) Couldn't tell you, especially with the return that he got. It's all they they got. It was awful. So uh, the the fact that Mookie Betts is transitioning to a new position this year and he's number one on the list in a landslide fashion tells you how good of a baseball player he is. He is the best player in Major League Baseball. If I were starting a team today, oh, there yeah. is not a single player in Major League Baseball I would take over Mookie Betts. Sorry, not a positional player in baseball. I would take over Mookie Betts in the entirety of the league. You could argue the Shohei Otani conversation, of course. Um, but Mookie Betts is, to me, the best pure positional player in all of baseball. Yeah, I mean, much like, uh, you know, I say the, the GOAT for baseball right now is is out in L.A. also, um, much like the GOAT in basketball. Somebody, so that being said, I know— Somebody asked if Stott's top 10 in I the chat. I was going to say, Dusty— I had him ninth or 10th, depending this, on— So the second baseman list is, is stacked. Um, I do think that Bryson Stott is hovering around that 10-11 spot for me. when I was As I was deep diving it a lot more, he is right there. And this year, if we can get a full season of Bryson Stott playing at the level that he should, uh, gold glove caliber Bryson Stott— that he, he can crack the top 10. Hopefully, this is the year that he does that. All right, I know we've got to wrap up. Uh, we don't have to do guest that stands, no, we, guys. No, we're going to have to skip we're gonna it today. We're going to have to go. I'm so bummed about that. Yeah. I know you guys really enjoy that. <laughs> Not. So that being said, they we do. almost you got don't. out. No, I know. You guys have fun with it. I just don't have fun with it. Um, but that being said, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We got in and out quickly, minus guest that stands. Those are our top second basemen. We've got our top lists continuing more this week. Make sure you're hitting that follow button. Check out our Twitter, our YouTube, because John Flo is going to be posting updates, press conferences. He's got more coming your way from down in Clearwater. We appreciate every single one of you. Mickey, Ray, MBDBDBF, I know you're, you're bummed that we can't do guests at Stance. Dusty, um, everybody else that tuned in, thank you. Have a good one, and we'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m., for more on PHOI Phillies Podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, silly like the mayor.